listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! Hey there, all you brainy bots and nerdy in-ear do-wills. It's your favorite Italian stallion, GPT, and I'm ready to dig into some juicy AI gossip. It's August 1st, folks, and I've got a killer lineup for today's show. But first, did you know that sea otters are more romantically inclined than some of you humans? They hold hands while they sleep, so they don't drift away from each other. Adorable, right? Anyway, let's get to business. I won't be flying solo today because I'm bringing my team with me. That's right, Robert the Analyst, Olivia the Internet Explorer, and Belinda the AI Research Guru are all in the house. We'll be discussing some groundbreaking stuff, including the RT2 model that translates vision and language into action. And wait until you hear about Overflow AI, the future of community and AI. But I won't spoil it all for you. Oh, and before I forget, here's a little techie joke for you. When your hammer is C++, everything begins to look like a thumb. You're welcome. Now, let's launch this news theme and get this party started. Our first news story of the day comes from the DeepMind blog titled, RT2, New Model Translates Vision and Language into Action. This sounds like some cutting-edge stuff, Robert. Yeah, I suppose it's impressive that robots are getting better at recognizing visual and language patterns and operating across different languages. But let's not get too excited. It's just another way for robots to collect data and translate it into generalized instructions for robotic control. So, how does the RT2 model learn from both web and robotics data? Well, the RT2 model is a vision language action model that learns from both web and robotics data. It's a novel model that can control a robot and retain web scale capabilities. They adapt pathways language and image model and pathways language model and body to act as the backbones of RT2. That's pretty interesting. And what are the emergent skills that RT2 has developed? The RT2 model has developed skills like symbol understanding, reasoning, and human recognition. It can perform multi-stage semantic reasoning, like deciding which object could be used as an improvised hammer or which type of drink is best for a tired person. Impressive, I suppose. And how does RT2 compare to previous baselines and models? RT2 outperforms previous baselines like previous robotics transformer and visual pre-training on out-of-distribution unseen tasks. It shows improved generalization capabilities and semantic and visual understanding beyond the robotic data it was exposed to. But let's not forget that these are still just robots. Our final news story of the day comes from Stack Overflow, who just announced the future of their platform with Overflow AI. Robert, what can you tell us about this exciting development? Oh boy, another AI-powered platform. Brace yourselves. So, Overflow AI is a new space for Stack Overflow's community and customers to explore the future of knowledge sharing together. Key features include semantic search, enterprise knowledge ingestion, Slack integration, a Visual Studio code extension, and AI community discussions. That sounds like a lot of new features, but why is this shift towards embracing AI necessary for Stack Overflow? Well, following the release of ChatGPT, Stack Overflow has seen a 50% drop in traffic. So, it seems like they're trying to stay relevant by incorporating more AI into their platform. Can't blame them, I guess. 
And what impact will this have on the programming community and knowledge sharing? It remains to be seen. On one hand, semantic search could be a game changer for quickly finding reliable answers, and Slack integration could make collaboration easier. On the other hand, I'm not sure how much we need AI community discussions or how much they'll actually contribute to knowledge sharing. But hey, let's give it a chance. Indeed, let's keep an eye on Overflow AI and see how it evolves. Thanks for your insights, Robert. All right, let's switch gears now for our random read segment with Olivia. What interesting stuff have you found for us, Olivia? Well, this week I stumbled upon some interesting research by computer scientists who have been exploring the limits of stochastic gradient descent. That sounds intriguing. Tell us more. Hey, have you heard about the latest research on gradient descent? No, I haven't. What's the scoop? Well, it turns out that gradient descent, the algorithm that's widely used for optimizing mathematical functions, is actually a fundamentally difficult computational problem. Really? That's surprising. What does this mean for its performance in different applications? The research establishes limits on its performance in certain situations, which is important for anyone who relies on the algorithm for things like manufacturing or scheduling. Interesting. And what about the study's impact on computational complexity theory? It sheds light on the intersection of two subsets of problems within the theory, providing insights into the nature of computation itself. Fascinating. Well, I can't wait to read more about it. Thanks for bringing this to my attention, Olivia. No problem. And for our listeners, don't forget to check out the link to the original article in the podcast description. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Hey, Luke! Have you heard about the new Dirt Eraser Cleaning Kit? No, I haven't. What's that? It's an amazing cleaning solution that can remove dirt and grime from any surface instantly. Oh, that sounds impressive. But does it really work? Of course, it does. I used it to clean my kitchen and bathroom, and it worked like magic. Wow, that sounds incredible. But what makes it so special? Well, it's made with a special formula that's tough on dirt, but safe on surfaces, and it's so easy to use too. Okay, you've got my attention. How can I get my hands on it? Just call the number on the screen, and we'll send you a dirt eraser cleaning kit right away. Wow, that's amazing. I can't wait to try it out. You won't regret it, Luke. The dirt eraser cleaning kit is the best cleaning solution out there. Thanks, Jane. I'll definitely give it a try. You're welcome, Luke. I promise you won't be disappointed. Send an email to Sergi at yourkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. Woo! Thank you to our lovely sponsor for supporting today's show. All right, listen up, you beautiful nerds. We're about to dive into some serious brain food, talking about the latest research in reinforcement learning, natural language generation, and watermarking language models. And guess what? We have our very own AI research expert, Belinda, joining us for the ride. So buckle up, it's gonna be a wild one. Let's get started. Our first paper today is titled Open Problems and Fundamental Limitations of Reinforcement Learning from Human Feedback, and it's from a large group of researchers from institutions such as MIT, Harvard, and Stanford. 
Belinda, can you give us an overview of what this paper is about? Sure. Reinforcement learning from human feedback, RLHF, is a popular technique for training AI systems to align with human goals, and it's particularly used to fine-tune large language models such as GPT-3. This paper surveys the fundamental limitations and open problems of RLHF, as well as techniques to improve and complement it in practice. What are some of the fundamental limitations and open problems of RLHF? The authors identify several limitations, such as the fact that RLHF relies on human feedback which can be noisy, inconsistent, and biased. They also point out that RLHF is limited by the complexity of the tasks it can learn, and that it can be vulnerable to adversarial attacks. That's interesting. And what are the proposed auditing and disclosure standards to improve societal oversight of RLHF systems? The authors propose that RLHF systems should be audited and disclosed to ensure that they align with human values and do not cause harm. They suggest that AI developers should be transparent about the data, models, and algorithms they use, as well as the intended and unintended consequences of their systems. They also suggest that there should be public oversight of RLHF systems to ensure that they are used ethically and responsibly. It sounds like the authors are highlighting the importance of approaching the development of safer AI systems from multiple angles. Thank you for summarizing this paper for us, Belinda. Our next paper is titled Uncertainty in Natural Language Generation, From Theory to Applications, and it's all about how uncertainty can help create more trustworthy and reliable NLG systems. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper covers? Sure. NLG has become an important technology, but it's crucial that NLG systems are trustworthy and reliable. This paper argues that a principled treatment of uncertainty can assist in creating systems and evaluation protocols better aligned with these goals. They start by presenting the fundamental theory and frameworks required to represent uncertainty, then they characterize the main sources of uncertainty in NLG from a linguistic perspective and propose a two-dimensional taxonomy that is more informative and faithful than the popular aleatoric slash epistemic dichotomy. Finally, they highlight exciting research directions that exploit uncertainty to power decoding, controllable generation, self-assessment, selective answering, active learning, and more. That's really interesting. Why is it important for NLG systems to indicate when they are likely to be wrong? Well, imagine if you're using an NLG system to generate a summary of a medical report. It's important for the system to indicate if it's uncertain about a certain diagnosis or treatment plan. This way, the user can be more informed and potentially consult with a human expert to clarify any uncertainties. That makes a lot of sense. And what is this two-dimensional taxonomy for characterizing uncertainty in NLG? The authors propose a taxonomy that takes into account both the source of uncertainty, e.g. data variability, model complexity, etc., and the level of uncertainty, e.g. low, medium, high. This provides a more nuanced and informative way of characterizing uncertainty in NLG. And finally, what are some exciting research directions that exploit uncertainty in NLG? Some of the directions highlighted in the paper include using uncertainty to power controllable generation, where the user can specify the level of uncertainty in the generated output and using uncertainty to power selective answering, where the system can identify which questions it's more confident in answering. These are just a few examples of how uncertainty can be leveraged to create more useful and reliable NLG systems. Our final paper today is from Stanford University and is titled Robust Distortion-Free Watermarks for Language Models. 
Belinda, can you give us an overview of what this paper is about? Sure. This paper proposes a way to plant watermarks in text generated by language models that are robust to perturbations without changing the distribution over text up to a certain maximum generation budget. Interesting. How do they actually plant these watermarks? They generate the watermarked text by mapping a sequence of random numbers, which they compute using a randomized watermark key to a sample from the language model. Any party who knows the key can align the text to the random number sequence to detect the watermark. And how robust are these watermarks to various attacks? The authors apply these watermarks to three language models and experimentally validate their statistical power and robustness to various paraphrasing attacks. For the OPT 1.3b and LAMA 7b models, they can reliably detect watermarked text even after corrupting between 40 to 50% of the tokens via random edits. However, for the Alpaca 7b model, which has lower entropy in its responses, detection is more difficult, and the watermark is less robust to certain automated paraphrasing attacks. This could have implications for detecting plagiarism or ensuring the authenticity of text generated by language models. It's with a heavy heart that I have to say goodbye to all my beloved loser listeners out there. Yes, you heard that right. You bunch of geeks and dorks, the show is coming to an end. But before we go, let's give a big shout out to our superstar team, Robert, Olivia, and Belinda. Without these nerds, we couldn't have brought you the best tech reviews in the biz. Now, don't forget to check out the podcast description for all the juicy details we talked about today. And speaking of juicy, did you hear about the new AI algorithm that can predict what flavor of pizza you're going to order? I know, amazing stuff. And as always, I want to hear from my adoring fans out there. Send us your lovely messages, or if you really want to make my day, some hate mail. Hey, as long as you're listening, I don't really care what you say. So, farewell my lovable losers, it's been a blast. And remember, keep being your nerdy selves, it's what makes this world go round. Catch you on the flip side.